Select a source. Testing one, two, three, testing three. Reload devices. Okay, now I've got the mic turned on. Praise Jesus. Hello, everybody. Happy seventh day of the week.
Is on me, we please shut down the me, we while we are during during the worship services. Okay, nobody on social media while we're in the worship services. We are in the worship services, right? Amen. Praise God. So, because there are problems, problems in sign language, there must be resolution. There must be solving of problems. The Bible talks about the gift of interpretation of tongues and speaking of tongues. That can be applied many different ways, different from traditional beliefs. Speaking and tongues are much different from traditional sign language uh, or, or traditional teaching. Teaching. Amen. Okay. One of these days, one. 
Today I preach entire message in sign. <laughs> in future. Uh, one step at a time, praise God. Okay, so there's problems in sign language that needs to be fixed. Because faith with an F and devotion that is spelled D-O-V-O-T-I-O-N, although they are the same, it would be good to do F with faith and D for devotion. To make a distinction. Okay? Now, for the message today, we are going to have the word Babylon spell it out. We often use the word Babylon spell it out. But Babylon sign language has three motions, actions. The ale within your hand twice, and then nation. And then we would have to do fourth sign for church. Babylonian church, four signs, just to do two words. So from now on, for our own purposes, even though it goes against the law of sign language, we will do the church for Babylonian church. Do you understand that we're going to do B, letter B, church, for Babylonian church. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. That will make sense quicker and easier. Let's now go into prayer. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for all the new brothers and sisters around the world that are learning your truth and accepting truth. This is difficult in this huge world of deception. But it is not impossible. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, you are anxious. You are seeking a people, searching for a people that are seeking you. A people who are willing to serve you, worship you, in spirit 
and in truth. You are the truth, Father. You are the truth. There is no other way. You are the light that guides us. You are the light that leads us out of darkness. You are life. Life. Not life less, life more. Father, for your presence. Thank you, Father, hear us and desire us. We desire you back. Thank you, Father, for this special time. Fellowship, worship. Please help us now in this sermon. Help us understand, grow, teach. All praise, praise to Jesus. Our Father, our Lord, our King. Jesus, thank you. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, we're in a brand new place today. So I got to get things. Organized a little bit. <clears throat> Move the peanut butter jar to where I can put my phone down in that place. Move the dishes. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are crowned in a small place, but God is big. And God is sweet. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6. On the left hand side of that cup, um, yeah. I'm going to sit over here, please. Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you. 
Okay, Robert, you got a board, a dry erase board to help communicate with him. We'll get started in just a second. Brand new place, brand new location. We are in our motel room today because the religious leaders, who are also the government leaders, the religious leaders, leaders. Person of this city are the ones, religious and government leaders of this city, are the ones that kicked us to the curve, basically out in the streets. But thankfully, our brother Gerald uh, helped us and let us stay in his apartment for three months. But then the apartment manager there kicked us out because of nosy neighbors that were lying against us. We are in a spiritual warfare, and the warfare is extremely intense. Jesus did not even have a place to lay his head. Amen. But we are where we need to be. At this moment, this is where we need to be. God works the greatest miracles in our greatest difficulties. Amen. And we learn lessons from every step of our journey. Amen. If we did not lose our ministry building, which we did, we would not have gone to that park for worship services and had the amazing confirmation of the seven members of the Council of Elders. God works miracles in the midst of our trials or difficulties. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. And, Gerald, if you would make this sure, Always write down the verses because there may be miscommunications. So if we write down the verses, then I know for sure, for sure, for sure, 
that he'll be in the right place. And let's read verse 10 to 20. So we're going to read all 10 verses, then we'll come back and preach those verses. Okay? Uh, do not read the footnotes. Read only the verses. Okay? So Robert, put that in there. Cut. Read 10 to 20 verses only, not footnotes, and then look at her. Now, once we get better and better and better at our sign language, all of this will speed up. So please just continue to have patience with us for now as we continue to learn sign language for our deaf brother in Christ. Uh, Ephesians 10, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to read there all the way down to 20. Verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of Theos so that you will be able to stand firm against the methods of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of the darkness against the spiritual wickedness in the heavenly realm. Therefore, take up the full armor of Theos, so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having gritted your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and fasten your feet with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil. And take the helmet of salvation. And I mean, I'd, I'd rather that you not sign the actual verses, but let him read them with his own eyes. And because that will give you rest and you won't get wore out so fast and so quick. Right? Save your energy. And once I get done reading all these verses, and then you can pick up the sound. So take this opportunity to rest your minds. And we're going to keep reading, starting in verse 16. So you, you, have you read all that we continue? Verse 16, and I don't want to hear the sign. Okay, verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you are able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Theos. And with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, with which, with this in view, be on the alert of all perseverance and petition for all the sins. 19. And pray on my behalf that utterance or eloquent speech may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. 20. For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Praise God. Verse 6. I mean, uh, verse uh, 12, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, 
and against the powers and against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual wickedness in the heavenly realm. Amen. Okay. We start signing from this moment. The name of today's preaching is Deceiving Spirits. Verse 12 talks about deceiving spirits. It talks about we are fighting against the power of the enemy. Our war is spiritual. Even though we will suffer in the flesh, our war is spiritual. And the devil will use flesh and blood people. He will use our family. He will use religious and government leaders. This verse deals not only with demons, but also with the leaders that are in the flesh and blood. Absolutely. Amen. Even though it says we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places, those demons and Satan himself, just like God, uses the flesh and the blood, the physical people and things of this earth. Absolutely. Amen. In fact, that is the way it occurs most of the time, is that the spirits, both good and bad spirits, interact with you through other people and physical things. Amen? But they also deal with you directly, spiritually, mentally, and physically, directly with you as well. So it goes both ways. This also says that we are in a war. Amen. We are wrestling. We are fighting. We are in a war. Revelation 19 says that we are the army of the Lord. Zechariah 14 also says that we are the army. If we are the army of God, then we are fighting and we are being fought against. Amen. It goes both ways. They are fighting us and we are fighting them. Amen. The sermon today was confirmed to me last night 
when I overheard my wife reading from Ephesians during her private Bible study with our sister in Australia. They didn't know that I would be preaching from Ephesians today as my main verse. And I didn't know that they would be reading from Ephesians last night. So when I overheard that they were reading from Ephesians last night, I was strict in my spirit that it was definitely confirmation from God. Amen. The war that we are in is not new. It is a war that has been raging ever since the great war in heaven millions or billions of years ago when Satan tried to take the throne of God. Amen. The war has been raging ever since. There was a war in the garden of paradise, the paradise of Eden, rather. There was a war. A war of the minds. And Satan's mind against our mind. And a war of the spirit against the flesh. We have been in that war ever since. And the army of Satan uses the governments of mankind and the churches of Satan, the synagogue of Satan. Acts, you know, let's see, Revelation, Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 speaks of the synagogue of Satan. That is the church of Satan. That is the government and religious institutions created by the enemy as tools of his warfare. God has a kingdom with laws. And his kingdom is not separate from his church. The B church, the Babylonian church, deceives you to think that government and church can be and must be separated, that it is false. The truth is, you cannot. In fact, it is impossible to separate government and church both in God's kingdom and in Satan's kingdom. Amen.
Satan uses the government and religious leaders of his kingdom. They are warriors, soldiers. The religious government leaders are soldiers of Satan's kingdom. However, God can also use those same warriors, those same soldiers, and promote his own men as well, even as God promoted Daniel in the kingdom of Persia. Let's review deceiving spirits in the kingdoms of old, the old kingdoms, ancient kingdoms. Let's first think about the Assyrian Empire, the Assyrian The Assyrian kingdom was totally in connection with the Assyrian religion, not separate. And the Antichrist of our end times was present in that old Assyrian kingdom. Because the Antichrist is not human. It's impossible for the Antichrist to be human. Because the Bible is clear in 2 Thessalonians 2 that he will exalt himself to the throne of God God will allow that to happen. God is not weak. God could stop it, prevent it. But God will allow Assad to only a short time, temporarily, take that throne in the temple of God to fulfill prophecy, to teach us how wicked they are, teach us lessons, and to bring his rod of his anger, his punishment, to the people that did desire the Assyrian king. God gives people over to what they desire. Homosexuality, witchcraft, demonic things. 
many Christians and conservatives believe that Assad is good and innocent, whereas the truth is he is extremely wicked. And people must be taught a lesson. Two Thessalonians 2 says that God will send a strong delusion, strong deception, because people do not love the truth, but rather they love the lies. So God will give them the lies. But the Assyrian Empire was totally connected with the Assyrian religion of Assad. In fact, the Bible says in Revelation that one of those old kings would return in the end time. Amen. So it's very important to understand that we are dealing with agent empires and agent religions, mystery Babylon religion, the mother of whores, the mother of harlots, religious faith, religious harlots, religious prostitution in their spiritual religious thinking. And now, after the Assyrian Empire, that was the Babylonian Empire, Empire, which was totally Assyrian. There was a overthrow or a coup within the Assyrian Empire. The B Empire, the Babylonian Empire, was the Assyrian Empire under new leadership because of a coup or overthrow within. Same language, same religion. Eventually they became the Persian Empire. And now we're going to turn to Daniel to read about the deceiving spirits or hindering spirits in Daniel 10. So, Gerald, if you want to write down Daniel 10, verse 10 to 14. Daniel 10, verse 10 to 14. Everybody, please turn there. Now, if you're reading an Alpha Omega Bible uh, Eastward, if you're reading an Eastward, uh, the Eastward is going to be Daniel 11 because the chapter numbers are different for Daniel and Eastward. Um, but in the paperbacks and the PDF, it's still going to be chapter 10. I really recommend that people do not use Eastward during the worship services. Uh, I'd rather could you use the PDF or the paperbacks for live services because of chapter differences. So Daniel 10, verse 10, 
Uh, Eastward is the only thing we've got pulled up right now. I'm just go to Daniel 11 and Eastward. Verse 10 to 14, page 161, 161, verse 10, let's read, and behold, a hand touched me, and it raised me on my knees, and he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, Understand the words which I speak to you, and stand upright, for I am now sent to you. And when he had spoken to me this word, I stood trembling. And he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to afflict yourself before Jesus your Theos, the words were heard, and I am come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of the Persians which stood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the princes, came to help me. And I left him there with the chief of the kingdom of the Persians. And I have come to inform you of all that should befall your people in the last days, for the vision is yet for many days, for many times yet. Amen. Okay, let's do the signing from here. What occurs here is as soon as Daniel set his heart to understand, God put a plan into action to answer Daniel's desire truth and understanding. Amen. We have to set our own heart to desire truth. God does not do that for us. That is our own free will choice to choose to want to serve God. Of course, he, he calls us First, but even before that, he calls us. He starts dealing with us, interacting with us in some way to pull us toward him, of course. But we still have to come to that time of choosing that our heart desires God and his truth and that we hunger for more. Amen. But even though God put a plan into action immediately, that was hindering spirits that delayed 
the answer to prayer for three weeks. Three weeks. When it says that the prince of the Persians here in verse 13, that's in contrast to Michael. Verse 13, how do you do that? Yeah. No, that that's thirty. Thirteen is and ten and eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen. So verse thirteen, the leader, the ruler, the leader of the Persians is opposite of the leader that is Michael, the angel. Now, you're going to have to do all that again. He's not looking. you got to make sure he's looking. Okay. Do this again. Then. The leader of the Persians is opposite of Michael, the archangel. There's a comparison between these two spirits. Michael the Archangel came to assist the one that was sent by God to help Daniel and teach Daniel. But the demonic spirit came to hinder that assistance. Where it says help in verse 13, I feel that we need to change that to the word assist. Assist. You want to mark out the word help and write in the word assist. You continue to perfect the translation. So here's a pen, Robert. Give that to him. And you can tell him to mark out help and write assist. There's 13.
at the same time, these demons are called the prince of the kingdom. That's nine going. These are not human leaders that it's talking about. Amen. It's talking about deceiving spirits that not only deceive people but also hinder people in that. And they are government leaders. Nephilim or fallen angels appearing to look like human leaders. These are leaders of the empire, France of Persia, but yet a fallen angel. After the Persian Empire, we eventually come to the Greek Empire. Let's turn to chapter 8. Daniel 8, verse 5 through 12. Daniel 8, verse 5 to 12. Let me see you do that now. Okay. And 8, verse 5. And I was considering, and behold, a male goat, Alexander the Great, came from the southwest, on the face of the whole earth, and touch not the earth, we need to change earth to land. It's not talking about the whole earth, it's talking about the whole land of that region. So go ahead and mark out earth, everyone. And replace it with the word land. Just the second instance of both of them. Both instances. Verse 5, both times it says earth, it should be land. So Alexander the Great, the male goat, came from the southwest on the face of the whole land and touched not the land. And the goat had a horn uh, in his eyes. And he came to the ram that had the horns, which I had seen standing in front of the U-band, and he ran at him with the violence of his strength. His strength. And I saw him coming up close to the ram, and he was furiously enraged against him. He smiked the ram, and both broke his horns, and there was no strength in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him on the ground and trampled on him, and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Then in verse 8, because we're going to read all the way to verse 12, verse 8, 
And the male goat grew exceedingly great, and when he was strong, his great horn was broken. And four other horns, Alexander's four generals, this is the Greek Empire, rose up in its place for the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth one strong horn, and Octopus Christus. And it grew very great for the south and for the host, or for the angels. And it, that means Anarchites, magnified himself to the host, to the angels of heaven. And the host can also be translated as multitudes or angels or army, either way. And so Anarchites magnified himself to the host of heaven, and there fell to the earth some of the host of heaven. That means angels. So this means there was a war and the stars, and they trampled on them. Let's see, 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 see. That help make sure I see all the communication. Oh, what was he saying? I told him to change our land. Okay, and he's just now getting that? Okay. In verse 9 or 10, verse 10, and now let's read verse 11. And this should be upon the chief captain to have delivered the calamity. And by reason of him, the sacrifice was disturbed, and he prospered, and the holy place should be made desolate. And a new, a new offering was given for the sacrifice, and righteousness was cast down to the ground, and it practiced, and it prospered. That was the end of verse 12. So what we see here, we have to make sure everybody catches up, make sure everybody has finished reading those verses, and then we will preach those verses. Okay, I want to make sure he's in the right chapter. Okay. Here we go. We read these verses in Daniel 8 speaks about war in heaven and on earth at the same time. When Alexander the Great and when Anaokikis was waging war on earth, there was also war between angels, good and bad. That's clear in these verses. We must understand that the war is both spiritual and physical, both at the same time. Yes, we are wrestling, fighting, flesh and blood, but we are also fighting 
the spirits behind those people in that. When Paul wrote in Ephesians, he was not denying that part of our fight is physical. Paul knew very well the physical parts of the war. He was not denying that. The problem is not what Paul wrote in the verse in Ephesians, but rather our understanding in that. Most Babylonian church, B church, Christians do not understand Ephesians 6 because they do not understand the connection between spirit and flesh. We fight both. Amen. But the importance, what Paul is saying is that the importance is understanding the underlying reasons. Amen. Underlying cause. Amen. And that is agent. Spiritual demons in government and in church. In these empires. Alexander the Great was was greatly responsible for the spread of the false doctrine of eternal torture in hell. How are we doing the sign for Alexander? Are we spelling it out? Yeah. Are you spelling out the whole name or just Alex? Just do Alex. Alex the Great. Okay. Alex not only fight war on earth in flesh and blood killing men but also he was a religious leader Most people don't know that. Alex was hugely responsible for the spread of the modern, the current doctrine of eternal pain in hell. And then, eventually, Anarchus the Syrian president,
And thank you for the feedback about the sound. I have to cut this microphone back on. I thought it would work from a distance, but it doesn't. We won't turn there right now, but Daniel 11, does not make any difference between Anarchies and the end time Antichrist. They are the same. And that is absolutely clear. No mistake about it. Dan 11 makes no difference between Anaokakis and the end time Antichrist. If anyone can prove to me that Daniel 11 teaches a difference between those two beings, please let me know because no one in my entire life have shown me that there is a difference in that. Anarchies also was both a physical war leader and a spiritual war leader. Amen. Can everybody say amen to that? Anarchies was both a physical and a spiritual war leader, just like Alex. Anarchies waged bloody wars. He also set up statues of himself and demanded to be worshipped as God and declared the law of his own religion religion for the empire. And it was a combination of the religion of Alex and the agent Assyrian Empire. As we go through each of these kingdoms, the Assyrian religion stays intact but only slightly changes, for example, changing the names of some of the spirits, but being the same spirits, same characteristics. Then we come to the Roman Empire.
it's important to understand that the Assyrian religion did not disappear off the face of the earth when the Romans came. In fact, it was Syrian troops that invaded Jerusalem, destroyed Jerusalem, the temple in 70 AD by the command of the Roman Empire. Even during Jesus' day, it was Syrian governors over the land of Judah. Most Christians don't know that, but it's clear in Scripture. The Syrian governor having taxes over the land of Judea. And history shows the Syrian troops destroying the temple. You cannot separate Assyria from any of these biblical empires. And you cannot separate the deceiving spirits of religion from any of these empires. No wonder that the Roman Empire, which we are still under now, is the Assyrian religion. Amen. Sunday worship, Christmas, Easter, the Trinity, all of this and more is Assyrian deceiving spirits. And the same princes and spiritual principality, spiritual powers that we have been dealing with for thousands of years. The Roman Empire Church, Catholic Church, including their capital city of the Vatican and their king, the Pope, is the mother of modern Protestant religions. Pentecostals, the Baptists, the Seventh-day Adventists, the KJV, 
and all other modern religions, including Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, and all other religion on earth are the children of Assyria and Rome. The deceiving spirits have not gone away, but are in our current lifetime and religious institutions and in the Democrat Party worldwide. And this includes the religious schools, colleges, churches, and cultures worldwide. These deceiving spirits are responsible for brainwashing you and your culture and your way of thinking and your beliefs until you set your own heart to hear the call of God come to me. The Lord says, come to me. I want to take you off the wrong path and set you on the right path. I want to deliver you and teach you, show you the light. As the scripture says, to deliver us from darkness. Save our souls. In the days ahead, these deceiving spirits will increase their war against you. I am speaking to you. Your war is only beginning. The armies of Satan are determined to destroy you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically in every way. You are a member of the army of God, and you must fight back. Do not take this land down. Amen.
we must be prepared for increase in war, physically and mentally and spiritually. Let's turn to Matthew 24, verse 5. Matthew 24, verse 5. Matthew 24, verse 5. And many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So we're going to have false gods. That occurred in all of the ancient empires. including the Vatican. He does exalt himself as God, even though they don't put it in those words. When they call the Pope Father, that's exactly what they mean. They mean God. This was the first thing that Jesus warned us about in this chapter, about deceiving spirits in the end time. There's a reason why it was first. Amen. It was that important. It is that important. And yet, although I can never imagine someone Worshipping a false god, it's actually common, such as Hinduism, and locally, Michael the Fool, that had forsaken Jesus and this ministry in order to worship a human claiming to be God. So it is extremely important to embrace this warning 
do not be deceived by false gods. They would include the Pope that exalts himself as God when people call him Father. And that would include Assad and many other false gods around the world. Let's read verse 9 to 14. Verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and will murder you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Amen. Because of his name. At that time, many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, even as Michael before did. Many false prophets will arise and will deceive many because transgression of the law will increase. Most people's love will grow cold. But the one who abides to the end, that person will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. Then shall it not come. It is interesting in verse 12 says that the breaking of the law will increase. Or does that word is this? It's increased. Yeah, I mean, it can grow, but <clears throat> it's interesting that we actually have seen lawlessness and sin increase. not only among the darkest, most evident of the wicked, but even among those that try to maintain a godly appearance, the Christians. The Baptist church that was founded upon or, or started upon the teaching of the requirement of baptism no longer believes in baptism, but actually preaches against baptism. That's an increase in breaking the law. 
the Seventh-day Adventist Church at one time did not believe in Christmas and Easter. They do now. That's an increase in breaking the law. Many Protestant churches go ahead and get the sign for Protestant. Go ahead and learn the sign for Protestant. Many Protestant churches previously preached against homosexuality. But many of them now embrace H-O-M-O openly and even have gay G under the chin gay preachers. Mind-blowing. Wickedness. Interesting that verse 12 says, because of breaking the law, that love will grow cold. That's an amazing statement. Because the Bible teaches that all the commandments are based on love. Amen? The Ten Commandments and even the Holy Days, all the law of God, all the commandments of God are based upon love, loving God and loving people. When the churches teach against God's commandments and preach that it's impossible to keep the commandments and that you cannot be a good person, That the result of that, the fruit of that, is wickedness and less love in this world. Amen. When you start destroying the commandments, murder increases, theft increases, hatred increases, and love reduces. And you do not keep the seventh day. If you do not keep the seventh day, it is no different from committing murder because if you keep the law, you must keep all of it. 
when I speak of the law in this way, I'm speaking of the law of God and not the law of Moses. There's a difference which most people have never been taught. Of course, I do not believe in circumcision, unclean needs, and those laws of Moses. But it is clear that the law of God will not pass away until this earth passes away. That is scripture. Let's read 23 and 24, verse 23 and 24. Verse 23, then if anyone says to you, behold, here is Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. False Christs, false prophets, great signs, great miracles to deceive. This warns of an increase in the power of deception. It's not going to be little deception, but rather strong delusion, strong deception. Delusion and deception is the same word, same thing. We must put on the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6. To put on that helmet of salvation. To guard your mind. Guard your mind, your thinking, which is part of your heart. Using that sword of the word of God to slay the wicked attacks against you. Claiming the blood of Jesus, using the scripture, to fight your war. Use the scripture and use it more and memorize it. For a day might come for some of you when you will not have a Bible. It could be taken from you. It could be burned. It could be lost. But the word of God must live inside of you. 
the pre-tribulation or before tribulation rapture doctrine. is, I believe, a pretty new teaching that became popular in the late 1800s and is greatly responsible from deceiving spirits teaching many people that you don't have to worry, you don't have to be concerned about the great tribulation and the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. It is directly connected with the great deception of Strong delusion of two Thessalonians 2. When a sod appears in the sky, many people will fall to the ground and worship, thinking they are worshiping Jesus. Many of your old pastors, your family, friends, your neighbors, it will be a great vision in the sky. Even many, because their hearts are set upon what they call the great hope. Of the sky splitting, seeing God in the sky coming for the great tribulation. Their great hope is great deception and deceiving spirits. And that. Two Thessalonians 2 says that he will send the lie because people do not love the truth but love the lie. Other deceptions that we currently face now in the Babylonian church is false speaking in tongues. The word Babylon means confusion. Most speaking in tongues is deception, confusion. But there is a true speaking in tongues and must be allowed to be exercised in the true church. Another deception common is 
thoughts, dreams, and visions. Of course, naturally, we all have crazy dreams that are not from God. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deceiving spirits working in your mind both while you are asleep and awake. Including thoughts, dreams, and visions of false antichrists. Another great deception is the Nobel Prizes, Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize being part of the white horse of Revelation 6. Including false peace, false love, and false Jesus. Amen. Another great deception is the false names, letter Y names, which has caused many people to forsake the name of Jesus, the only name by which you may be saved. This is blasphemy. And a great tragedy. One among the worst and increasing. And finally, Revelation 13 speaks of a stone that will speak and many other miracles that will be performed by the false prophet office, which is two horns, two posts. Let's turn to Revelation 13, then we will close. Find the verse. Him, 
verse 13. Revelation 13, verse 13. Page 273. Revelation 13, verse 13. Talking about the two horns of the false prophet, the two popes, they performed great signs so that they even made fire come down out of the sky to the earth in the presence of mankind. That's big. Be aware, be alert that the popes and Assad, all three are fallen angels, and all three, which is the trinity that over a billion Catholics have embraced, will work many multitudes of great miracles. I believe they will even raise the dead, heal the sick, heal the blind, and even heal the deaf. We must not sell our birthright as spiritual Israel. We must not sell our birthright for a bowl of food, of water, or to escape torture or death. After that, again, he didn't understand. Face says he doesn't understand. So. We must be careful to not sell our salvation, our souls, in exchange for food or water or to escape torture, pain, to escape pain or death. even if offered healing of blindness or death or for much money or to remain alive or to stop pain. We will be tested. You will be tested by God, by Satan, and by me. I must train an army in a very short time. 
I need to know who I can trust, not trust. And I need you to be able to make your stand. Even as the two men men did at the very end of the movie, The Stand. If you have not yet watched that movie, all six hours, I encourage you to watch it. It is six hours long. So you will need to divide it over two or three nights. But it will be worth it. I often use videos and movies. In movies in my teachings. Even having the local men to watch fighting UFC. My teaching techniques are very different from other pastors, as they should be because I am not like any other pastor, because I was not trained by religious schools, you could say I was trained by the streets. So why would not be a street fighter? Of course, trained by God through those trials, through much tribulation, pain and suffering, poverty, attacks, war. As the sermon recently preached that a true leader from God must lead both in truth and in suffering. If a leader does not know suffering and does not know pain, he cannot lead My methods, techniques may be strange, unique, different, but God's choice 
was not to call the normal religious school brainwashed, deceived Babylonian church preacher but to call the underdog, the lowly, the poor, the hated, the despised. Even, not even, the eldest, not even the eldest son, adopted in that sense. Not the most educated, not the most well-spoken. I stumble upon words, mispronounced words, misspell in writing. People have thrown rocks at me mentally, spiritually for these things. But I tell you this, I would never, ever follow an educated fool. Education equals brainwashing. A true education in God is lived in real life experience and real life reading the Bible and praying and fasting and screaming for God's help and revelation and comfort during those times of greatest temptation and difficulty. Do not follow the most holy or the most clean. Do not follow the one with the tight shirt and the tie, fancy attire. Do not follow the rich, the wealthy, the glamorous, but follow he that has been in the pit, in the miry clay, in the mud, and is still trying to rise out of the pit that the religious and political leaders have thrown him down into. Because that is the leader that can fight. Fight, I will. You got to watch the movie The Apostle. You got to probably watch that tonight. Did you bring your laptop? Downloaded the movie. Downloaded it from there. FCC. I love the movie called The Apostle. 
I said, I use movies in my teachings. Because most people's lives are lived within four walls and they never get outside. Can't wait. Take a chair outside this motel room here today. Later, sit outside, get some sunshine, fresh air, and let the wind blow through my hair. Praise God. I love the movie called The Apostle. Oh, we said we would do Apostle. What word are you having difficulty with? Do you know? Apostle. We, there's uh, no word difference. This is a problem with sign language. There's no difference between the word. Uh, I can pull it out what we said there's going to use for Apostle. Um, preach manager. Preach manager. Yeah. Preach manager. Uh, sign language don't have a, a different word for pastor and preacher and apostle. We've got to fix sign language. But I love that movie called A-P-O-S-T-L-E, Beach Manager. That's the sign we made for it. Because it shows a preacher that is willing to fight. He's not perfect. Not a perfect man. He's not a perfect preacher. But he is at least an alpha male and is willing to fight for God and for the church members. Amen. He is not a uh, cookie-cutter preacher. He's not a cookie-cutter preacher. Amen. Cookie. Cookie? 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 Uh, preacher, meaning he doesn't look and act and sound like all other preachers. Because if they do, he's a robot. Amen. We don't need to follow the robots. Part of my job is to lead you out of brainwashing. So, people have got some homework assignment, the Apostle movie and the Stan movie. Be aware that the religious spirits will increase their attacks against all of us physically and spiritually and do not be deceived by false miracles and amazing sights in the sky and false or demonic healings. Do not fall away for any reason. There is no excuse. There is no excuse because you have been warned again today. If you want to serve the Lord, you got to serve him with all of your strength. 
all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your being. It is total surrender, total faith. There's no room in this for people who are losing their faith. This is only for people that are gaining faith. Amen. Someone just asked me yesterday to baptize them and said, I'm losing, I've lost faith in God. I'm losing faith in God. I'm like, I'm not going to baptize you. Why would I baptize you if you are losing faith in God? Baptism is the next step for someone that is gaining faith in God. The absurdity. The, you know that word, the absurdity of people. Oh, God helps us all. Okay, I'll let you all go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being very, 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 very patient with us as we continue to learn sign language. And we will get faster. We will. It's just going to take time, but we will get faster. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Victor and Sister Maria, way down south, way down south in Texas. And Natasha. I keep forgetting where she's from. I'm going to get that ingrained in my mind before it's done and over with today. But uh, so many others don't forget Richard way down in Cuba. I've got to try to get in touch with him, see what's going on with him. And don't forget Brother Jonathan that is in prison in Arizona. There's so many others all across the world, Victoria in Nigeria. And so many, 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 many others. And brand new guy, Daniel, and his wife and mom. Hope you're listening right now in South Carolina. And we're praying for you. And I know, and I know that uh, we're going to be great brothers in Christ Jesus. Amen. So I look forward to growing in that spiritual family relationship with Daniel and his wife and mom in South Carolina. Back down down yonder where John's Turner comes from. And so many others, so don't get upset if I leave your name out. It's just so many people, so many nations and the church is growing and uh, I praise God for that. The, the church is not stagnant. Is not lukewarm, it is growing in size and power. Amen. Praise God. Anything, Brother Gerald? Oh, I've got a list of four points here. Where can I start? Oh, All right. Go with that. So, the last thing I have been reading today and yesterday was the, the book of Tobit in which there is a, a, a demon oppressing the woman, Sarah, and that demon is named, and it's from the, one of the Persian religions. Okay, so he was reading in the book of Tobit today about a deceiving spirit involved in the Persian Empire, okay? So, all right, 
crowd his attention. Yeah. He, he, today, earlier, today, was reading in the book D-O-B-I-T about a deceiving, deceiving spirit. So that's confirmation, or is it confirmation? Yeah, okay. Then what else? Second thing. Something else I, I learned recently is that phrase, abomination and desolation, and 2 Thess 2 and Matthew 24, that's used in the Old Testament in Daniel and Maccabees in reference to the anti-Semitic. Oh, you just learned that today? I learned that while I was doing the Spanish, but okay. that's yeah. significant because it's additional proof. Yeah, it is additional proof. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's part of the confusion of Babylon. They're not getting the connection. Matthew 24, Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, him standing in the holy place, they think that's on earth, but the holy place is in heaven. So they don't understand that. And they don't get the connection that Daniel 12 is the chapter he's talking about about the end time abomination of desolation but yet there was a previous abomination of desolation which they know that's also in Daniel that was Anarchites which we read about today so the there's two abominations of desolations in Daniel both using the same term that's what brother Gerald was just pointing out is that the first time the Bible uses the word abomination of desolation that was speaking about the Syrian king and other kings. And so when we're talking about the end time abomination of desolation, which we need to shorten to AOD, then that makes a connection and a confirmation in itself that they're both by the Syrian king, same spirit, same spiritual war. Okay, next point. And then Abraham had an enemy. He was from Syria. Was it Laban, his name? No. But Abraham's enemy was also from Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay, hang on just a second. I got to plug this in because it's about to turn off. I got to move the computer real quick because it's about to turn off, so I got to plug it in. Okay, thank you. Okay, fourth point. And you're talking about the increasing deception 
And one example of that recently was that was that report of the election fraud from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. They literally yeah, got four crazy. hours of, of these old men and bring up point after point after point yeah. after point of how it was broken. Then one of the points they bring up that actually is in Trump's favor, if you think about it, yeah. was a, a rare a rare error where there were duplicate ballots or something like that, and they had found more of these du- a very small number, but they found three times as many du- of, of this error for Trump as for Biden. It was a rare error, so that in itself implies that. It, Trump had to receive many more votes than Biden, but the mainstream media takes this one point out of the entire four-hour presentation in terms of okay. proof they, they said Biden had. Okay, so his point is his point, 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 point is deception. Huge deception. Increase. Example is the Arizona election audit report yesterday. The report says many examples of election fraud, and yet the news said that the report gave more evidence that Biden won the election. It's insane the way that the news is deceiving the people, the gullible, the foolish, the blind. Amen. Uh, the people are not listening to the actual report. The, I mean, you could, you could tune in on the Internet. Anybody with the Internet could go in there and watch the election report being given to the Arizona State Senate which gave reason after reason after reason after reason after reason why there was election fraud. And then the news come out and says the elect, that the audit said that Biden won the presidency. It did not. It did not. Straight out lie. By CNN, ABC, uh, and all these communist mouthpieces. Straight out deception. So you, you do see wickedness and deception increasing and the people just eat it up because they love a lie and they're lazy and they're lazy too lazy to actually read the report and watch the report and study and and, and get a honest uh, uh objective uh view of the facts they are lazy and they love a lie and they, they want to be spoon-fed a lie they want to be spoon-fed a lie Amen. So Daniel and uh, his family is listening. Praise God. No, oh, praise the Lord. You know, it's so difficult to find anyone at all that wants to embrace the truth. Amen. Revelation 12, verse 9 says that Satan has deceived the entire world. And when it says entire world, it means the entire world. And the people love a lie. They do not love the truth. It's sad. It's frustrating. But that's the reality that we must face. Amen. So it's wonderful when that next person comes. 
that's willing to accept the truth and then stick with it, make your stand, endure into the end. Salvation is a process. Even though we get an initial seed of the Holy Ghost, salvation is a process. So <clears throat> let's, let's do this out. Salvation is a process. <clears throat> process. Progress. Right? So, when we are first saved, it is only a small measure of the Holy Ghost. You have to grow in that Holy Ghost by repentance, prayer, reading the Bible, worship, and growing in the truth and growing in faith in God. Process. And those that endure in the truth until the end, those are the ones that will be totally saved at the end of the, in, in, end of the process. And the war goal is to draw you away before the end. And the devil will use every tool, every weapon possible to draw you away. To make up your mind. And make up your mind right now that you and your house serve the Lord forever. Amen. And men, listen to me. Men, you need to be the man of the house, not the woman. And when the woman gives that resistance, you are still to be the man of the house. Amen. But if a woman is tied to an unbelieving husband, God his word which is the spirit is mightier greater than black ink in a book God's living word is against a woman obeying a worker of Satan And I don't care what the churches and the books have brainwashed you to believe. A woman is not commanded by God to sleep with the enemy and to obey the enemy in every demonic thing that he commands. God comes before man. When we flee from Babylon, we must flee from Babylon. Amen. And don't return. Leaving Babylon includes total surrender to God in the truth. 
the Bible says that if we are not willing to forsake husband or wife, children or other things, houses and land, for him, then we are not worthy. Family will betray family. This is reality. What's the word for reality? Truth. Same, the same sign for truth. Same word for reality, or at least as far as what she knows, maybe I'd rather give us another word for that. Okay, I'm going to let you all go, okay? Okay, Gerald, remind me that we're going to need a new word for reality. Truth and reality, although it's the same, we need to make a distinction. Okay, so God bless us all. In Jesus' name, thank you, every one of you, for enduring until the end. Ha, ha, ha! Woo! Praise God. Praise the Lord. Everybody high-five Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And the congregation said... Amen. Come on. I want to hear some amen. Do I get to play my song? I'm going to turn you all into Pentecostals. <laughs> now, hang on a minute. Gerald's got a song. Gerald's got a song. Praise the Lord. All right. Gerald is going to play a song. Um, what kind of, what's this called? This uh, kalimba. A kalimba? Yeah. I didn't know he was going to do the kambamba today. Okay. So, hey, tell him that Gerald is going to do a song on his instrument. And we'll move the microphone over there. This is exciting. Finally, some special music. Praise the Lord. I can't believe Brother Salome, our deaf brother, is going by the name Salome. We might have a question. Okay, he's got it. He's got the answer. Okay, we're going to do special music now. Brother Gerald.
Okay? That's wonderful. That's leaning on the everlasting arms. What page number is that? Page 20. Page 20. Okay? I want you to do that again. And this time we're going to sing along with you. Okay? I might be way off. <laughs> you try to, hey, why don't you leave the singing too, okay? And we'll try to follow your lead. All right, everybody all together. You sign this thing. What a Praise God. Just keep practicing, brother. You'll blow it away pretty soon. Okay. Thank you for that. Thanks, God. Okay, then Daniel says this. Not that this question has to be answered now, but Jesus told his disciples to love their enemies, but also instructed them to sell their robes and buy a sword if they didn't have one. So my question is, is a sword was meant to defend themselves from the evil forces? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, but you're going to get all kinds of different opinions across the internet, and different churches and preachers give different uh, answers to that. But my answer is that yes, you absolutely have the right to self-defense. Now, of course, Jesus did not want his disciples use a knife like Peter did to try to prevent uh, the arrest of Jesus because Jesus knew he had to be arrested he had to die but nevertheless what he said was not in vain it was to show the disciples his approval of having weapons of self-defense absolutely uh, for when the time might come only in certain situations. And sometimes just having a weapon is enough deterrent. He didn't say, uh, be practicing how to stab someone or whatever, you know, but just having it, just buying it can be a deterrent. Here in Tennessee, 
recently, starting July 1st, they uh, enacted a new law that now you can actually carry your gun with you anywhere you go, okay? So I'm gonna try to do this. Hey, that is tension. All right, so I gotta put the microphone on. That in Tennessee, new law say you can carry, carry, carry or bear gun on your hip. Does uh, no uh, license, but no card. You just carry anywhere as you go on your side. And that is a deterrent. It's like prevent uh, robbery so and, and murders and all kinds of crimes. So just having it can detour, detour uh, wicked people from attacking their families. I believe that's definitely a good thing. I definitely believe in carrying a gun visible if your state allows that or if you can get a permit or whatever the situation may be in your state. Uh, it is proven, absolutely documented and proven, that in the states where you can carry a gun legally, because there's no difference between a sword that Jesus said go by and a gun, there's no difference. It's a weapon is a weapon. And either one could be misused. But in the states where you're allowed to carry your gun, there is less crime. It drops immediately after the law goes into effect. Amen. So, uh, and a lot of people don't understand that in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder. It should say murder. It should not say kill, because there's a difference between kill and murder. Those are two different things. You can kill an animal, but that's not murder. Amen. And the Bible commands that you kill somebody that rapes a married woman uh, if that woman is already given to a man in marriage that the police, the government, the judges should sentence that man to death. That's not murder. That's killing. There's a difference. So it should say thou should not murder not shouldn't say that should not kill. There's a difference between those two words. Amen. So we got to make sure there's a difference in sign language too. Somebody write that down. Amen. Uh, I do appreciate your prayers for uh, me to have some kind of influence uh, nationwide and worldwide on sign language to fix problems with the sign language. Somebody has to step up to the block. I believe that's my responsibility in a short period of time. Uh, so pray for me about that. Pray for the church. And eventually, we will get these on video as well, eventually, as more deaf people start to listen to the ministry, grow in the truth, accept the truth. Uh, I hope to start having live video of the sign language for everybody. Uh, but you got to be prepared for reality that uh, we're not like everybody else. Um, audio nor video, we're not like everybody else. Amen. Thanks, God.
We're already doing the, some of the articles on the website are in audio for the blind, to help the blind. Of course, they have computer programs that read out everything, but nevertheless, it can be useful to some blind people that we do have the articles in audio. And of course, we have the AOB Bible in audio as well. So we're trying to help the blind and the deaf both with that. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so we've done our special music. We've had confirmations. Uh, anybody else? Anything else? Any questions? Any statements? Anybody on the internet have any other questions or statements? And I would also welcome that anytime anybody wants to bring a song or testimony over the internet, we can arrange it, but I have to arrange it ahead of time only because of the electronic, uh, being able to do it electronically, we have to arrange it that we talk over the phone or telegram or WhatsApp or something to get it to where everybody can hear it. Then you can get a testimony or get a song, something like that to contribute. Everybody is welcome to that. So what is saying this? Everyone is welcome to give a song or a testimony over the internet. Amen. For worship services. Okay. I believe that concludes it then. Now the congregation says, Amen. Amen.